Our dentist encourages us to brush our teeth at least two times a day. We are encouraged to get at least seven to nine-ish hours of sleep per night to feel good, to feel healthy, to feel rested. We are encouraged by the World Health Organization to engage in approximately 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity per week to be healthy. And what about mental health? What do we do to be healthy and well mentally? When you hear me read these tips, you're going to know why I love this article so much because it's like, yes, check, I do this. (laughs) We're going to talk about that today. Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real-life approach designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well. Live empowered. Dream Design Deliver. Welcome, dreamers and designers, to episode 33 of the Empowered by Design podcast. I am your host, Dr. Liz. I'm so excited to be here. I have so much to talk about today. We have snacks and apps to start us off and a big main course today that I referenced several weeks ago and I'm really, really excited to bring to you today um, the concept of mental health hygiene and it's going to get a little scientific so I'm just going to put that out there right right away and I will say that as fun as I can be at times <laughs> I can also I've also been called a bit of a nerd actually I was called a nerd throughout my life so you're going to get a little bit of the the scientific research type part of me today and I'm gonna I promise I'm gonna make it interesting with weaving in my my life my bits and pieces of you know snacks and apps I think what we're gonna do is probably have a a buffet (laughs) so you can just kind of just sit back and listen and I'm just so excited because I do get very energized when I read studies that are so much in line with the work that I'm doing that speak to my soul. So if you've listened to any of these podcasts of Empowered by Design before, you may have heard me talk about our program here called Healthy by Design, which I'm so excited is coming again this fall. We're going to be opening registration in just a few weeks, just around the corner. 
So I'm really excited about that. And it has been a program that has been in my mind for years, but in my soul for a really long time. And it's fun when you also read studies by other professionals who are in the field and who care so much about helping people feel good and feel well and live a life of your dreams um, and be just well and joyful and connected. And it's fun to see when other people are doing that same work and put publish articles that support everything we're talking about. And I'm so excited to bring that to you today. And just to give you some real information that's that's out there, published. So I'm going to do that uh, and I'm going to just kind of touch base. I feel like I haven't really talked to you in a while. Um, last week I had a guest on, on my show, Dr. Maggie Landis. We talked all about diet culture and she is, it was phenomenal. So if you have not listened yet to episode 32, be sure to do that. And then episode 31 was the first official episode of season two. I'm calling this season two of the Empowered by Design podcast because I want to. And it's the, we did six months at the, we hit six months at the beginning of August. We're over 1700 downloads so far. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening, tuning in week after week. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. If you're new, you picked a really good one to listen to today because you're going to get lots of info and really good tips on just how to add in a couple minutes a day and feel better. Really, a couple minutes a day. All right, 10. <laughs> feel better, but you can even start at two. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I tell people start small and work your way up. So you can start at two minutes a day. I'm going to put it right out there. Start at two minutes a day and add something in that's good for you. And, and I'm going to be delivering some ideas, some, some tips and strategies throughout this episode, not only from my experience, my education, my programs that I've designed here at Visionistas by Design, um, but also what's in the research. So in this article that I read that I'm going to get to and, and talk about in much more detail as we go. But yeah, so I, this is back to school week in my, in my life, in my area, in my state. So most of the school districts have been returning to school this week. So all the teachers out there, thank you so much. Teachers and administrators and custodial staff and administrative staff and all the people that coaches and athletic directors, all the people that go in every day and show up for our children, the children of our of our country and our world. Thank you so much for that. I can't thank you enough. I used to be a teacher and it's a it's it's a very rewarding, can be a very rewarding job. And it's also it's it takes a special soul to to guide our youth to being the best that they can be and giving them the gifts, the talents, the education, the experiences that they need um, and that that just encourage them. And so thank you so much. If you're a teacher or you know a teacher, thank a teacher today and all the other school, school personnel. 
that just make our country run smoothly and give us promise and hope for the future. This week I have, so my kids are, I had it, my son entered middle school this week. I have a middle schooler, (laughs) which is just bizarre to me. Um, And he's taller than me. So this summer he actually outgrew me. He's now at least a half inch taller than me, but he measures almost every day. He makes me stand back to back with him. barefoot so that we can measure just how much taller he is than me. And I do believe that I will be the shortest uh, member of my household quite soon because my daughter is getting pretty close um, and she's only 11. So so a middle schooler and then my daughter, she never like really likes back to school. So he's basically like, you know, he his first day of school, he has his first middle school football game and he's like set, you know, he, he was excited and probably a little nervous about it, but more, I would say more excited so much that he couldn't sleep as well as he wished he could have. Um, but she was more like, um, yeah, I don't want to go to school. I'm not excited. No, I don't have no, I don't know. None of my like friends are in my class and <laughs> none of the friends, her friend, her core friend group, um, thankfully she, we were able to pick out some highlights yesterday. So, um, she, on our family text chain, which includes grandparents and aunts, uncles, and cousins, you know, people were sending pictures and talking about first days and, um, and she responded and said, it was just okay. <laughs> Because, you know, she, it was new for her and, and, and you don't do a lot of work on the first day, but she, she kind of likes doing work. So I, she got the, she got that maybe slightly nerd gene from me, maybe. Um, but she did, she had a few people in her class that she had, um, has, has, is friendly with. So I, we, we picked out some highlights and, and highlights I, I love because, you know, we can always find something wrong or something to that didn't go well myself included right so this when I talk about some of these things I use these things myself so with both of them I both of my kids um I encouraged to talk about some highlights and then I also encouraged them to talk about what didn't go so well my daughter leads with that so for her I have to bring in the highlights and my son he's just kind of like I don't know. And then I have to encourage anything really of detail. So back to school, that's just a fun little activity. We do it at nighttime or snuggle time. And, and it was fun because then this morning she woke up and she said, I thought of another highlight mom. And she was telling me she's so excited for history class. They're going to be studying ancient Greece. So, so that is my back to school. Thank you all of you. Again, thank you all of you teachers who get our kids excited to study ancient Greece, right? Like that's fun. Um, I have so much good stuff to talk about. I am excited to announce an uh, upcoming free program at Visionistas by Design. It is virtual. We will be hosting a workshop event called falling into healthy habits yes so fall is around the corner for some people especially in my family um fall is already here as soon as as soon as 
um, the last vacation was over. I'm not really sure. Probably August 1st. Um, my sister-in-law had spice. I went to her house the other day. I'm like, it smells like fall in here. And she's got her fall candles and made um, first day of school. Her last little one who's home and not in school made pumpkin cookies. And so for some of you, maybe it's already fall and you're already loving the fall. Oh, there I go banging my mic. Um, you're loving the fall coffee flavors and the fall candles. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready for, you know, fall just yet. All of fall. I love fall. I do love it. Um, but I like to hold on to summer as long as I can. I really like this, the warm sunshine. But our event is going to be on Tuesday, September 21st, which is the day before the official start of fall, right? If I'm, if I'm remember, remembering correctly, I remember when we had our meeting, the Visionistas team meeting, we looked at the calendar and we were, we were excited to see that Wednesday the 22nd was the first day of fall. So it works perfectly that our free falling into healthy habits, which really goes well with today's topic of, of just being healthy and how to do it in a, in a proactive way. Um, it's, it, we're going to be helping you do that. So that's one thing you can already put on your calendar is to come to our free event, our free workshop. It's going to be me and Aaliyah and Hannah and Samantha, and we are going to be talking all about how to live your best life, right? Live it, live it, people, live it, friends. And we're going to give you some ideas on how to nurture yourself, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. So that, that is our mantra here, is really nurturing ourselves from every angle and recognizing that we're also nurturing relationships with others when we are nurtured and healthy ourselves, right? We can take care of our friends and family and love them and show them all the love and support even better when we are at our best. So to come to that. So if you, um, you can go to drliz.com slash, what is it called? Fall? Yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> drliz.com slash fall or visionistasbydesign.com slash events. So we always have all of our events there with a link to the registration page. You just register. You must be registered. Okay. So it is free, but you must be registered in order to attend and get the link and everything. So we're going to be doing that virtual virtually on the 21st. More, we'll talk, of course, we'll be talking more about that in our upcoming episodes, but just wanted to get that out there and have you sign up for that. Um, our healthy by design program, which again is something that helps you nurture yourself, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. It's a little more extensive. So if you are like me and like our visionistas team, a busy professional struggling to juggle it all, right? You want to juggle it all, your work, your family, your life, your love, your cleaning, your cooking, your carpools, your lawn maintenance, your gardening, all the things, Halloween costumes, again, right around the corner, um, then you know it's a struggle to keep all of those balls in the air at one time in a balanced way, right? So a lot of us 
can say, you know, oh, this week I'm really crushing it at work. <laughs> really like streamlined and doing all the things. And, you know, sometimes when we have to focus on one area, some other area gets a little bit less attention or sometimes a lot less attention, which is not always how we want it to be. And it's sometimes how it has to be. Unfortunately, it also leads us to some like guilt or, you know, mom guilt, dad guilt, maybe, or just kind of not feeling like we're doing all that we can do, right? We can be harsh and critical. So that, if you are like that, if you are struggling, but you, or you, you know, just could use some support, that is the Healthy by Design programs. So that is going to be starting soon, and we're very excited. So if you're not on the waiting list for that, get on it, because that waiting list is, is at drliz.com slash healthy, and um, you get a special coupon code if you're on that list. So sign up for that. We're going to be starting that in later, you know, in September too. So basically I'm going to be honest with you for myself. I do, I slowed down a bit in the summer as far as work and projects. And I think we, we tend to do that as a society on some level. And I think I was, because I was a chronic school junkie, whether it was, I was in school all the time. Um, even when I graduated, I was taking grad classes and then in the next grad program and, and a teacher. And so you really, like I lived, my life was surrounded by, was organized by semesters or marking periods, whatever, whatever context it was at the time. And I still, I I love, I do love, I thought when I left teaching that I would really miss summers off and I don't, I really love my summers. Um, I make time to go away, to rest, rejuvenate, I don't try to start new, brand new projects in the summer because I, when I have tried that before, it hasn't worked for me anyway. Um, so the fall is kind of this time when I just like to like do all the things. And so we're going to be having the, the free event, the special healthy um, habits falling into them. And then Healthy by Design is right, right on the tails of that. And... Yeah, so those are some fun things coming up. Coming up really like in the next month. Exciting things that have happened. Okay, you heard me talk about my guest speaker, Maggie, on my podcast. I was thrilled to be a guest speaker on the Unstuck podcast with Sean Miner, who is my coach in the Unstuck Wellness, Unstuck Entrepreneur community for wellness entrepreneurs. And it was so much fun to chat with Sean. Again, she's my coach. She has been a, an absolute life changer for me. Uh, you've heard me talk before about the gift that my friend Meredith gave me last year about this time, over a year ago now, sent me a podcast episode of Unstuck with Sean Miner and said, Liz, I think this would be really great for you. I think you would really love this. I've been listening to her podcast for years now, and this just spoke to me. And, and she sent me a specific episode because it made her think of me, and, and I, 
I've thanked her so much. Maybe she's tired of it, but thank you again, Meredith. Um, Life changer. So I had such a great time talking with Sean and I recorded the episode when I was in my COVID quarantine suite at home a couple weeks ago. If you haven't heard, I, I did have COVID. I had a very mild case, thankfully, and I'm 100% back back on track. I'm good and I'm healthy, hugging other people, um, you know, being able to have human contact. I, I had a great time on that episode. I invite you to take a listen to that. It talks, it's looking back, looking at the now, loving the now, and also looking forward. So just, it falls right in line with, with my signature formula, Dream Design Deliver. Check out episode four of this podcast for more on that. But it really, and I think that's, that is the thing. It's finding the people that you connect with. And I connected immediately with Sean when I listened to her, that episode that Meredith sent me. And I've had nothing but positive and amazingly life-changing experiences working with her. And um, so I invite you to take a listen to that, The Unstuck podcast it's on all the major platforms apple spotify all the things episode 112 is is was mine with sean okay so i am gonna get to it right so i've been talking we had a big appetizer section there (laughs) so um big snaps snacks and apps and i'm gonna get to the main course because i've been so excited to talk to you about this article and again, I stay tuned throughout it. Um, notice if your mind disconnects, if your mind wanders away, you know, if something pops out that, you know, makes you think of something else, makes you have an association, or you get bored, or you see a bird flying out your window and it grabs your attention, or you're driving and you have to like pay attention. I get it. Um, but stay stay tuned through to the end because this is a really good one and there's some great tips and indications for how you can just, like I said, you can start with two minutes a day and really start amping up your health and wellness starting at the mental health level. So I'm going to tell you the article. So this is in the Journal of Prevention and Health Promotion put out by the Society of Counseling Psychology, Division 17 of the American Psychological Association. I get these little um, books with articles in them. I can get them online as well. And this one was in the July 2021 um, edition, volume two, number one. So I'm just for all of you people who actually might want to go reference this article, that's why I'm giving some of these details. So the title of the article is called Mental Hygiene, What It Is, Implications, and Future Directions. The author's last names are Tremblay, Rodriguez, and Gulati. So you can find this. I will link the reference to this article in the show notes you know, with this podcast episode so that you can find it. If you want to read the whole thing, I'm going to give you some, some bits and pieces of it. I will be reading directly from it at times, like a quote, because I, as I read it, I'm underlining, I'm starring, I'm writing in the margins. I even got out a highlighter. So I take notes right on the, 
right on the pages. And then I also wrote some really important things down in an outline. So um, I'm going to dive right into it. So you, so think about the, the fact that we are told, you know, how to be healthy in certain areas of our lives. Our dentists tell us to brush our teeth a couple times a day. We're supposed to get a certain number of hours of sleep, seven to nine. We are supposed to get a certain amount of physical activity, moderate to vigorous, 150 minutes a week is what is recommended by the World Health Organization. Mental health is not, there's no corresponding similar kinds of recommendations of how, well, okay, so what do I do for my mental health, right? So that's physical health, hygiene. What do I do for my mental health? And there's some, the article explains some reasons as to kind of why that might be, why we don't have those. It really talks about the goal of this article. The goal of this um, article is to invite a formal mental health hygiene or mental hygiene recommendation for the public. So that is the purpose of this article and they go through some really interesting studies, brain studies, and there's evidence that they really lay out beautifully to support this 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 uh, idea, but it's more than this movement, right? This movement, this amazing movement that would is just great because it fits you know if you've listened to to me then you know this is right up my alley um but mental hygiene um basically was introduced in the early early 20th century and what we know about our brain is that it's there is brain plasticity which means that when we practice new things no matter what age we can change the wiring of our brain. Um, and of course, when you're younger, we know that there's a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity for developing healthy habits. And as you get older, it's still possible, right? You, Even though there's that saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. You absolutely can with people anyway. And that that's the idea is to practice some of these techniques and strategies that I'm going to tell you later as I go. Um, and so there's, this article is really advocating for global recommendations. And so what happened in 1922, there was a um, council formed, the National Council for Mental Hygiene, which really talked to prevention as well as treatment. So we're going to talk about both of those things. So we can think of prevention um, as that proactive kind of work that happens. Like you've heard me say before, don't wait until something is broken. Start right now being healthy, being happy, being joyful, being connected. And then there is absolutely a need for intervention and treatment in our world, right? Because we can do healthy things, right? We can brush our teeth two or three times a day and still get a cavity, still need dental work, right? And that would be the intervention piece of things. And so similarly, this is not saying like, all you have to do is do these things and then you'll never have mental 
you know, health symptoms or a mental health disorder. That is not at all what is being said. But what it is saying is that by engaging in some activities that are aimed to improve your mental hygiene, that you can live a life that is of good quality, of better quality, better well-being, um, and and oftentimes you can prevent intensity of symptoms um, by doing by doing some of these things. So again, this is not a substitute for actual treatment, but some of these features can be used in a treatment type of um, program. So including things like going to therapy, um, seeing a psychiatrist for medication management, and doing those things that are treatment protocols for mental health concerns, mental health diagnoses, disorders. Um, There's definitely the need for intervention and treatment. And what this is saying is building on this platform and the movement to say, and before symptoms arise, we can start teaching these things to our children. We can start adopting them now as adults, but also we can start teaching children how to be mentally well and present and be able to process and emotions rather than shove them down and shake them off and bury them and, you know, not really bury them, but so you get, you get it, right? Um, oh, I can get, I can get on my tangents. <laughs> so, um, what we're talking about is exploring the benefits of this. And so I love this quote from, um, the article it's from the Canadian mental health association, this quote, mental health is key to our well-being. We can't truly be healthy without it. It involves how we feel think, act, and interact with the world around us. Love that. And so some of the things that we talk about when we think about mental health, these are some of the things that are recommended. Um, When we think about promoting mental health, it includes physical activity, good sleep hygiene, a balanced diet, when, and I smile at the word diet because if you heard last week's episode with, with Maggie Landis, Dr. Maggie Landis, um, the word diet has really taken on a negative connotation in our culture and our society. But basically what this article is saying is putting good food, putting good things in, into your body in a balanced and healthy way, and maintaining healthy social relationships. So physical activity, sleep hygiene, a balanced diet, and healthy social relationships, which that is one of the things that is that I work most with and focus on a lot in my work, both in therapy and in, in our coaching programs and our and our workshops, is really how we how we connect with other people. So again, These are some of the things that we focus on when we think about mental health. So the article talks about the targets of mental hygiene. So it targets a couple of things that have been associated with lower well-being. So as mental hygiene aims to promote mental well-being, 
it, it targets common brain activities that have the potential to be detrimental when they are excessive. So a, a couple of those are mind wandering. Okay. So again, not just the act of mind wandering, because I love when my mind wanders, like I love sitting down and daydreaming. You know, you've heard me say this, um, just allowing my mind to wander is fun. And, and it allows me to, you know, come up with ideas and, and it's amazing. So in it's, in it's, just by itself, mind wandering is not a negative thing per se. However, when our mind wanders and we're not really aware of it, or aware that it's gone, you know, disconnected from the present moment, whether that's thinking about the past with regret, or usually the, the part about mind wandering is that it's connected to something that's distressing. So mind wandering, you know, reminiscing about the past sometimes in a um, distressing way, so things we regret, or thinking about, worrying about the future. What if this happens? What if that happens? Oh, I have to do this. Oh my goodness, I have to do that, right? So our minds go from the, can go to the past, can go towards the future, can go to a different beyond that as well. So in a fantasy, envisioning, but also creativity kind of way. And so really thinking about mind wandering in a way that is excessive and excessive that brings down the mood that that is somehow excessive and distressing, right? So that, that would be mind wandering. And then rumination. So rumination kind of overlaps somewhat with mind wandering in that it is a process. I'm reading from the, from the article here. Um, rumination is a process of uncontrolled recursive negative thinking that is primarily self-focused. So there's a couple aspects to that, right? It's a process of uncontrolled negative thinking. So it's over recursive over and over and it's primarily focused on the self right so think about that when you're overly focused on yourself in a way that is ruminating uncontrolled negative thinking patterns right doesn't sound good <laughs> um, and so rumination has been shown to be connected and also a predictor of depressive symptoms major depressive episodes maladaptive cognitive styles, self-criticism, pessimism, low mastery, neediness, um, mind wandering that is excessive and kind of um, distressing. It also has been associated with higher susceptibility to mental health issues and concerns like depression, anxiety, ADHD. So these two things are, are two main targets of this mind wandering, rumination, and then also this self referential mental activity. So really having a self-focus um, within that as well. So those three aspects are the targets of how we would hope to use mental hygiene to help our well-being. And I'm going to read another quote because I love it. <laughs> From this article, this is one that I highlighted and underlined and starred. Read this verbatim I wrote in the in the uh, margin. 
Neuroscience has laid out a general model that the more an individual thinks excessively in a self-focused manner via unaware mind wandering and rumination, the more one is prone to a decrease in well-being, in turn increasing the susceptibility to mental health issues and illness. Mental hygiene advocates that these underlying modifiable cognitive patterns require daily attention to minimize their frequency and produce the cognitive conditions conducive to well-being. <laughs> That's a mouthful. It's a lot, but I'm going to break it down for you. So it's basically saying that there is evidence, neuroscientific evidence, that when we have mind-wandering that is excessive, we're on a, not not very aware of it, it's really self-focused with rumination, then it is associated with lower well-being and can increase our kind of vulnerability to having symptoms of mental health concerns. And so that the mental hygiene movement, this recommendation, um, is aiming to help you develop a healthy approach to daily living that takes a few minutes a day and helps to increase the positive aspects of life, increase your well-being. And I'm going to get right into the things that they talked about as far as their tips and um their criteria that they used to come up with these tips were obviously you can't there's an exhaustive amount of things that could be listed um what they how they categorized them and kind of narrowed it down to a few really significant were the criteria were that it had to be significant evidence-based support for the activity that would foster well-being so based on the evidence, robust safety profile. So there are certain things that, you know, can be helpful, but mm, there's a fine line between too much being maybe not so great. There's risks involved. So these things that they talk about are safe for you. Um, the cross-cultural application. So these can be applied and they've come from really looking at different cultures, different countries, different practices across the world, and not just focused on one area. So um, that is a big piece. And then the last one is that it's equitable. So these are not these do not have to cost a lot of money that you can do these without having to pay money for them. Can you obviously pay money to do them? Absolutely, but you don't have to. And that is the important piece that it can be accessible to every person. And so I'm going to get right into it and talk about them because I just am so excited. So the first one, dun -da -da -da, is meditation. Meditation, okay? So you know if, if you've heard me talk about meditation. So I'm going to say there are five of these, five tips, five tips for increasing your mental well-being. Five tips for increasing your mental well-being or at least enhancing it, right? And these are all, I'm just going to put this blanket statement out there because it, it, they talk about in each section, um, the, these are all 
positively associated with mental well-being from previous studies. And so these are just some, some recommendations that they're saying, hey, here's a great place for us to start. The first one is meditation. I, if you've heard me talk, you know that in, um, I love doing meditation for myself personally. I started a, probably more on a very regular basis when I started my coaching program. Um, I, um, I, I would say being intentional about it on a daily basis. In 2021, I started a daily practice of that is the first thing I do when I get out of bed in the morning. I roll out of my sleepy, you know, my sleepy bed and go into my meditation space and do a meditation. And in that time, um, I also do a reading, a devotional, um, and I pray and I journal. So I started that in 2021 and though that has been an amazing, another one of those experiences that has been so, so rewarding for me. My family knows <laughs> mom's in the meditation space in the morning and, um, have there been a few days that you know, like I had something else like took precedence. Absolutely. But I made an intentional effort to have this daily practice, even taking my devotional book on vacation, or if I was flying, I took pictures of each day to, to take with me. And, um, I am so thankful for that. Not only just for the, the acts, but, um, the devotional is something that my grandmother and my aunts and my there's a, a bunch of women, not only in my family, but family friends where we have a, a private group on, on social media that we can like connect there too. So it's also a connection piece. So these are things that, again, when you hear, when you hear me read these tips, you're going to know why I love this article so much because it's like, yes, check, I do this, <laughs> starting with meditation. And a fun thing that I'm, I'll talk more about at the end, just with details, but I'm going to tell you right now, because I'm so excited about it, is that if you haven't meditated and you're not sure, mm, I don't know if I like that. There's a bunch of apps out there. The one I love the most is Insight Timer. Um, I use it every day. I love it so much. You can choose what length you want, what topic you want. Um, but if you're not sure and you you want to see kind of what it's about, I've decided that for the next four Wednesdays, so the four Wednesdays that are remaining in September, I am going to do a midday magic session, not a magic show, just a meditation session where um, we'll just, we'll meet at noon, so midday on Wednesdays, so starting September 8th, and I will do a guided meditation with you, and I'm actually just going to invite you to come, it's free, so four, four times, come to one, come to all, it, it'll be great, just <laughs> you need to sign up, um, and I'll send you the link, the way to get on to get the email to sign up for these meditation uh, sessions, go to drliz.com slash healthy and sign up um, because, hey, you know, you're doing this to get healthy. 
and it will help me to have a list of names with email addresses and that that way I'll send you the link um, the links for these guided meditations I would love for you to join me and I also am going to invite you, you can you can join with or without your camera you do not have to put your camera on obviously mine will be on and I'm looking around the office to find, should I, I'm going to try to do maybe one outside and maybe just kind of show you different rooms in the office because I love my office. But yes, so meditation was number one. If you haven't tried it, or even if you have, and you just want more of it, get on the list and come to these meditation, midday magic, <laughs> midday magic meditation with me. And, um, I can't wait to see you there. So number one was meditation. I can feel myself getting so excited. I'm going to just take a breath and slow down because, okay, this is important. Number two that they're recommending positively associated with mental well-being is positive psychological interventions. So they for short call them PPIs. And these are things that are... I'm going to read the definition right from the article. Intentional cognitive activities that help cultivate positive feelings, positive behaviors, and positive cognitions. So positive feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. And things like gratitude, expressing what you are grateful for, saying it out loud, thinking it in your mind, telling someone, uh, writing it down, doing some positive journaling, positive rehearsal. So practicing things that you want to do and do well and, and practicing and rehearsing them in your mind, even kind of using imagery to look at and see what's coming next so that you do it, do it the way you want to do it. Affirmations are another one. Um, writing about positive events, thinking about positive memories. So when we thought about mind wandering, you know, it's again, it can be allowing your mind intentionally to wander on things that, that you love, things that excite you, reminiscing about the past and um, nostalgia, right? So things that are positive like that um, fit into that category. Number three is self-directed CBT. So CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Theory Therapy, um, and it is used as a treatment and intervention in mental health um, treatment programs, and it's very, very effective. There's lots of evidence out there. Evidence, it's an evidence-based practice. The Again, this is not a substitute for mental health treatment, not a replacement for treatment it is we are talking about the hygiene aspect right the what can i do right now to feel better to have better well-being and so um the cbt um includes lots of different kinds of strategies and tools but um in, in its essence, it really helps us to think about the connection between how we are thinking, so our, cog our cognitions, how we are feeling, our emotions, and our behaviors, our actions, how they are related, and being able to stop, pause, and to make those connections. Um, there's also in the article some talk about doing a thought record, so really kind of 
being able to write these things down and then categorize what what was I thinking at the time? What were my emotions at the time? What was what were the actions that I did? And kind of really again using these kinds of activities to know yourself better. Number 4 is prayer. I I love this one because as you know, I've been talking about, and in, in our Healthy by Design, we talk a lot about spirituality and the importance of recognizing that spirituality and religion are not the same thing. And a lo- and, a, and I was just talking to a colleague, friend, the other day who, um, another fun thing that's happening in the future is we're going to be doing some research to... Um, Test the efficacy of Healthy by Design to really get some results because it's important to know that something works. So we we know and we believe our program works because we've, you know, we've seen results from the people who have done it so far. But it's always great to have data. So I was talking to a colleague who is like, "Yes, I'll, I'll do this research with you. I'm so excited." And we were talking about the our program. We went to the same graduate program in counseling psychology. And how we, we really didn't have a huge focus on spirituality. And, and I think on some level, in my opinion, there's a stigma that people think you are going to push a certain kind of set of beliefs or a, a religious you know, affiliation or, or being, being, um, you know, being not religious or whatever the case may be. And this is really not that. Right? This is helping you to know what you believe, right? So allowing you, inviting you, encouraging you to just explore your your spiritual beliefs, whether religious or not religious or a little bit religious, or maybe you don't really know, right? And there's there's an opportunity there to do some work around exploring. But the article talks about um, not telling you what, how to pray or what to pray or what religion you should practice. That is not the idea. But the idea is that what what the research shows is that regular practice of prayer is a coral is correlated with increased um, mental well-being. So there you have it. Pray. And um, pray to whoever you want to pray to, right? I'm not ever, I'm not telling you who to pray to. But I am telling you it can be helpful. It can be helpful as part of the mix to explore your beliefs. And um, I've shared, you know, before that I've come from some, I've had some conflict about, you know, my own spiritual and religious beliefs. And, um, and I'm so thankful that I've had the opportunity and, um, and, motivation to explore that for myself and to to understand how that works for me. And I invite you to do the same. So number four is prayer. And number five, if this may not, this may be my favorite one, nature exposure. So yes, people get out and be with nature. You know how much I love the beach. I love, 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 love the beach. And this is saying it really doesn't matter what kind of nature, but be in nature, whether that's putting your feet on the grass for 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. And a couple months ago, uh, family members talked to me about they 
um, sent me this podcast about the effects of grounding, being really grounded to our earth and how powerful that can be for not only your mental health, but your physical health and inflammation and pain. I even bought a grounding mattress pad and my husband wasn't really that happy and it's only on my side of the bed. But um, so yes, grounding. So actually getting out in nature and being being outside, being in nature and, you know, depending on where you live, right, um, that, that also that comes into play, right, whether you have the access to the beach or just grass, um, but you have the access to, to a sky. Um, and again, I'm saying that and I know there's there are environmental conditions that sometimes prevent that from being possible. So recognizing wildfires and hurricanes and the things that we experience in our world and blizzards and all the things absolutely um, can sometimes prevent that or get in the way, be a hurdle. Um, and that's the beauty of this. So that is it. Those are our five, the five things that were recommended in as a start to just increasing, enhancing your well-being is that it's a collection. And even within those categories, there's lots of different options to do these kinds of things and to be be more proactive and more intentional about your health and well-being and mental health. Um, so I'm going to say, you know, um, again, you 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 can come to the to my guided meditation, and I am so excited to see you. I'm I'm even gonna ask for you know if, if people want to ask for a certain kind of meditation because I like to make them up as I go. Um, but you can do it on an app, right? Like so Insight Timer or Calm or Headspace. These are all out there for you. YouTube, you can just type into the YouTube um, search engine meditation. And there's one on my YouTube page that is part of our mental health tune-up, which is another resource that I would love to introduce you to. It's free as well if you go to drliz.com slash tune-up. Um, and episode, a couple episodes ago, I will put that in the show notes. Um, I talked about the importance of a tune-up, a mental health tune-up, right? Cause we don't know what we don't know. And in order to know and be more aware, we have to do this work and we have to take a few minutes a day. So I'm really inviting you. If you have two minutes a day, um, you can do this. You can set your timer on your phone, literally set your timer on your phone for two minutes and you can put one hand on your belly, one hand on your chest, or even not. Like if you're doing this and you don't want anyone to see you, (laughs) you can just sit and take two minutes to focus on your breath, to breathe, to slow your breath down. Um, and then, of course, work up to 10 minutes a day. So that, that is the recommended right now. That's what they're recommending. And again, this is a, a movement, a platform, a, a, hope, a hopeful um, you know, future thing that comes from this. As more and more people are on this, this train, um, I believe it will happen. And I'm very excited about that. But being able to find 
um, an outlet for these things and to find connection, to go to a, a, find a spiritual group or a religious service around you, um, talk to people, connect with people. So another thing kind of in the, um, you know, what we talked about in the beginning coming full circle is the importance of healthy relationships. And so nurturing the relationships that you have and also if you need more, right? If you need to find you're in a place where you don't really have a lot of connection, you've moved or um, you're starting school at a brand new place and it's really scary and you're away from your family and away from your friends and it's about connection. And so work, you know, start at two minutes, work up to 10 minutes and join us for the, the midday magic. I really would really love to see you again. That's at drliz.com slash healthy. If you just sign up, um, you will get the link then for the free midday magic meditations that will be happening on Wednesdays in September, starting on the 8th. And I'm so excited to see you. We have so, so much more to talk about. Thank you for sticking around because I said, you know, there's going to be some science. <laughs> there's going to be some science, but I promise there's going to be some good stuff. And so uh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming back. And if this episode was meaningful, helpful to you, please share it with someone you love. Text it, email it, whatever you, however you do it, just call someone up and tell them to, to find it. Um, episode 33 of the Empowered by Design podcast. And I hope to see you soon at the, at the midday magic. And um, I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting and remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.